Life Audio. Hello, and welcome to the Daily Bible Podcast with Trisha and Michelle. We're just two friends reading through the Bible chronologically and encouraging you to do the same. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook, Daily Bible Podcast. Or go to our website, dailybiblepodcast.net. We are going through the one-year chronological Bible, and we have links for that in our show notes and also at our website. Also, if you're on Facebook, check out our group, which is just Daily Bible Podcast. We would love to have you there. We love hearing what you're getting out of our reading and just blessing each other. Everyone's just in there blessing each other. Blessing each other and praying for one another and... And, and just saying, Hey, thanks. And just mm-hmm. it's, it's been fun to see just the growing of friendships and the growing of community since we started back in January. So yes, go on to Facebook and look up our community group, Daily Bible Podcast. Okay. So today we are reading Proverbs eight, Proverbs nine and Proverbs 10. And, uh, the theologian, G. Campbell Morgan said of Proverbs 8, there is nothing greater or grander in all the biblical literature as setting forth the beauty and grace of that Mm. wisdom, which has the fear of Jehovah as its chief part. And and we just see that today as we turn from the adulterous woman and we start looking into lady wisdom and we see all that she gives us. And there's this beauty that we see here is that wisdom can be had by all. Mm-hmm. She is calling to us from the hilltops, the town gates. She wants us to know what are the important things in life, the things that are right and true and wholesome. There's knowledge and understanding. And what she has is more valuable than rubies and silver and gold. And that is an important key theme because we're going to see that sort of that thread go throughout the rest Mm -hmm. of the Proverbs is that wisdom is more valuable than rubies and silver and gold. It's like precious to have wisdom. And and then she also says to hate evil and um, pride and arrogance, corruption and perverse speech. So do not let any of those be a part of who you are, your person. She also says wisdom is connected with God. It's a tight, tight connection and with it comes joy. And if you will follow and listen and wait and watch, there is a joy. And we know that that's a promise. We've talked about how Proverbs is not promises, they're probabilities, but we know that when we engage our relationship with God, when we work on our relationship with God, when we sit, we fellowship with Him, there is joy that comes. And and so that is what Lady Wisdom is promising us. And as you're saying those words, follow, listen, watch, and wait, it just seems like the world is saying just the opposite. You know, be a leader, speak your mm-hmm. truth, you know, watch out for number one, you know, just do it, lunge yeah. forward. Like it's all the action, action, action. And then wisdom is that following and listening and watching and waiting um, instead of just jumping and being rash and just doing it. Um, so in Proverbs 9, wisdom and folly are personified and they invite the reader. Both are beckoning. 
both are inviting the reader to follow them. And I love how it talks about wisdom hosts a party and decorates her seven pillared mansion. That is fun. You talked earlier, Michelle, about the pillars being like the pillars of the church. A lot of commentaries mm-hmm. talked about that. This is like a foundational thing. Um, there's so many symbols in that if you really dig into it. And it's a symbol of perfection and stability. A well-built building is stable. The church, as we're seeing the wisdom, is building this. Even before Christ and the apostles and the disciples are building the church, wisdom is building this foundation. Um, and wisdom and folly, they're both women here, and they're contrasted. So folly attracts naive and rude and handsome people for hmm. stolen pleasures. Um, and if you accept that offer, you're tempting death and the afterlife. But Proverbs 9, 12 says, if you become wise, you will be the one who will benefit. You will scorn wisdom. You will be the one to suffer. So if you are wise, you benefit. If you scorn wisdom, you are going to suffer. And we'll see that over and over again. And this chapter emphasizes the importance of avoiding folly and the perilous path and instead seeking wisdom, of course, with understanding and virtuous behavior. And as I was thinking about this, it made me think of another banquet. You know, she's and wisdom's inviting mm-hmm. you to her banquet. And the theme of the banquet is seen throughout the Bible. And in Matthew 22, uh, Jesus talks about this. He talks about a man preparing a banquet. And when it's time, he's like, this beautiful banquet is laid out. When it's time, he sends his messengers out, t- sends the service and says, come, come to the banquet. But people have excuses. There's one that says, I bought a field. I can't go. Another says, I just bought five oxen. I can't go. Then someone says, I just got married. I can't come. And the servant comes back and it's like, you know, it's like, come to this wonderful feast. And they're like, nope, not going to do it. And then when the servant comes back and says, no one's coming, Jesus, you know, tells the parable about them going out into the streets and the alleys and just whoever will come, the poor, the crippled, the blind and the lame. And so sometimes when we have too much, like this, they talk about the wealth of the fields and the oxen, then we don't think we need God. Mm. We think we can do it all on our own. I just love this comparison with wisdom beckoning. And Jesus says, he's just saying, come, come to me. And we know Jesus is true wisdom. And so I love how that is just a comparison with what Jesus was saying in the New Testament to what these Proverbs are saying. Again, we are seeing so many connections. We've been talking about from the from the very beginning, I wouldn't say from day one, but soon thereafter of just how many connections, how many strings are pulled and we're like, wait, that's in the New Testament. No, that's in the Old Testament. Oh, that's in this place. And it's so cool yeah. to make that connection. And just as you were talking, I was thinking, this really is like wisdom really is Jesus personified. Like Mm -hmm. there is true wisdom waiting at his feet. And so while Lady Wisdom is saying, come, come, and she's, you know, speaking from the city gates and the hilltops, Jesus is saying, I'm here, just sit at my feet. Mm -hmm. You don't have to travel anywhere. Just come and sit at my feet. He's, He's our true wisdom. Yeah, it makes me think of Mary and Martha. Yeah. You know, Mary was sitting at Jesus' yep. feet and he's saying she's choosing the better mm-hmm. part. I'm um, just sitting there, just waiting and listening. Yeah. And then we shift gears a little bit with chapter 10. And remember, the first nine chapters was the prologue. So here, there's a lot of very short wise sayings. It's one after another. Um, so Proverbs 1031 says, the mouth of the godly person gives wise advice, but the tongue that deceives will be cut off. 
ouch. Like, that doesn't <laughs> sound fun at all. Um, and then this is really good. The, and this is, again, another tie to the New Testament. So Proverbs 10, 13 may sound familiar. It says, hatred stirs up strife, but love mm. covers all sins. And I was reading that I'm like, oh, wait, ah, I know what that is. And then 1 Peter 4, 8 says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multi- multitude of sins. And so like, as these New Testament writers are being inspired for the Holy Spirit, they're remembering these messages from Proverbs or from these Old mm-hmm. Testament books. And I love how these themes of making good choices carry, like we were saying, all the way throughout. Well, and you just think, as you're talking, I'm thinking about how love and a merry heart is good medicine and how hatred brings you mm-hmm. down and it causes it causes bitterness in the heart it's really dark and ugly but when you think about love you're like there's i'm just going to just it, it, this is just Michelle's brain and probably it's a a third grader brain in some ways but i'm just thinking of sunshine and lovely fields mm-hmm. and and i'm just like there is something that happens when we truly love. There is a purity. And so when we love each other deeply, like First Peter, like Peter's talking about in First Peter 4, 8, above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. That's wisdom. That's wisdom right there. And I like your word pictures, Michelle. I like your sunshine <laughs> and fills the flowers. <laughs> Well, we need to take a break here. And when we come back, we will have the word of the day. But first, a word from our sponsor. Okay, the word of the day is seeking. So attempting to find I love something. the word seek. And I, I just Yeah. It, seek. Let's, let's seek. seek. It it's a, it really is such a strong word. I mean, you you just said it's attempting to find something. And like when you say, mm-hmm. I'm finding something, uh, okay, you're finding something. That's good to find something. But seek is just strong. It just feels like there's a like almost I'd almost say it's an urge to find something. It's a strong urge to find something. It's more of an action. It's 50% more of an action than find. It just, it feels that way. It reminds me of hide and seek. So we have, uh, we have a kind of big house because we have so many kids in so many rooms and their favorite thing is at nighttime to in the dark Mm -hmm. to, and this is like from the adult kids all the way to little kids, they play hide and seek in the house. I love that. Like they're all in closets and pantries. Um, they often do this. It's it's funny. So they, you're, you're purposely going after something. And so I love how Proverbs 8, 34 through 36 shows good examples of seeking. It says, blessed are those who listen to me, watching daily at my doors, waiting at my doorway. For those who will find me find life and receive favor from the Lord. But those who fail to find me harm themselves. All who hate me love death. And so they're watching and waiting and listening. These words keep reappearing. Um, but what does seeking look like? It's listening to wisdom. It's watching daily for wisdom. It's waiting for wisdom to arrive. And such seeking, uh, one commentary says a word picture of the scholar waiting at the door of the school. Like they just cannot wait 
for the teacher to show up so they can be taught. And it's good to seek something. It's, you know, we can seek things that are good, that like wisdom and seeking God. But I think so many times it's easy to seek just maybe to be entertained, mm-hmm. seek uh, the next show on Netflix, seek ease and comfort, not putting in too much effort. And so laziness actually is seeking. It's seeking ease and self-indulgence and the pursuit of things that are not God. But when we have the true seeking of the things of God, it's a, it's a wonderful example. Psalm 27.4 is David seeking. He says, the one thing I ask of the Lord, the thing I seek the most is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, delighting in the Lord's perfections and meditating in his temple. And so, you know, as we've been just studying about Solomon, Solomon grew up with his father's example. And I just spoke about this at a homeschool conference. Mm. Um, and I said, you know, children may or may not listen to our words, but they duplicate what we do. Mm. And so David was yeah. this example and Solomon was duplicating worshiping God and seeking God. Um, you know, Ephesians 6, 4 says, fathers do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. And so, you know, we want to teach our kids the right thing. We want to tell them the right things to do, but they really will watch us. And if we are seeking God, it not only benefits us, but it benefits our kids who are watching us. That's so true. That's, that's so true. And, and, and our kids are sponges. They're sponges. And so if mm-hmm. we're wanting to teach them wisdom, I mean, that's, we just, we need to be seeking wisdom too, so that we can teach them how to seek wisdom. You know, just as you're talking about seeking and seeking wisdom, I'm thinking about the cop shows that I grew up watching and the detectives that were always looking for clues. And, mm-hmm. and they're, they're some, some of these clues are really hard to find. Some clues are not that hard to find. And it, it just goes back to, we need to listen. We need to watch. We need to wait. But with wisdom, they're not like, a detective show because wisdom is right there. I mean, God is right yeah. there and he's willing to more. He, he's like, come to me. I will pour out wisdom on you. That's what he did with Solomon. He said, what do you want? And Solomon's like wisdom. And God's like, absolutely. God was willing to give him riches or whatever. And he was like, no, I just want wisdom, God. And God's like, here you go. And we saw what happened yeah. to Solomon and how he amassed even more than just great wisdom. And so as we're talking about seeking, I'm thinking of Matthew 7, where um, in Matthew 7, ask and it will be given to you. And starting with verse 7, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. So when you mm-hmm. seek, when you like, when you seek with God, it, it's not like you have he wants you to do the work, but you will find, yeah. seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? So this comes back into the parenting, Trisha, that mm-hmm. you were just talking about. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, 
How much more will your father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So going back again to the listening, being active in your listening, being active in your, in your watching and then waiting, but also asking and going, God, I want some of that wisdom. I, I help me seek it, help me find it and just give it to me, God, impart it on me. And when you are seeking, when your eyes are open, when you're watching, when you're looking, it's amazing that God's like, I have this for you. I have so much for you. When we open God's word, which we've been doing every day, there is just riches waiting for us. It's not like we've had any day, Michelle, where we've like, I don't know, I'm not getting anything out of today. There's like, there's been hard things. There's been things we've had to wrestle with, but it's all been right there. And it makes me think also, when we go to Europe, my daughter lives in the Czech Republic, and she lives in this town called Alamotes. There's this main square, and it's cobblestone, and there's these old buildings. And I, because I'm a writer, I'll see, I'm like, look at that window. Look at those, those were the original city gates. Look at those gargoyles on the edge of the roof. I mean, I'm just seeking because I am looking at it with a writer's eye. And she's like, oh, I've never noticed that before. She like walks through the square <laughs> like every day, going to the pharmacy or whatever. And I'm like seeking and looking. And it's all this treasure and wealth right there. But I'm looking for it because I'm an author and I want all those details. And so, so many times there's truth around us. God has the Bible he's given us. He's given us mentors in our lives. He's given us podcasts to listen to. He's given us friends to share with. And we don't take the time to seek. But when we do, there's so many riches right there. Well, and I'm, I, I love how you just brought up this example of you and Leslie, because Leslie's living there right now. And I, She's living and, there. So yeah. <laughs> I think when we live places, we don't become tourists in our own places. And and mm-hmm. so that's kind of like I think how I was reading the Bible for such a long time is I wasn't a tourist mm. while I was reading the Bible. I was just taking it in because it was just the land that I was living and I was just going about and I was like, okay. And I could talk about it with people. I could, I I could, you know, I, I was learned, but but taking time to walk through it in community is taking time mm-hmm. to walk through it with different tourist eyes and not your native mm-hmm. eyes. And um, and so I'm just, I, I loved how you brought Leslie into it because I was like, yeah, in some ways when you're living in a place, you don't, I'm noticing in the, I'm in Northwest Indiana right now and I'm not looking at it through those, through that lens, but I'm someone else could come here and go, look at all the farmland. It's so beautiful. And I'm like, Oh, yeah, that's just my normal skyline. I would be like, oh, my goodness, look at that cow in that yeah. field. That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> yeah. And so it, sometimes it does. It takes it takes us somebody outside to say, no, look at what's going on here. I want to help you mm-hmm. seek. I want to help you see these things. And um, so anyway, just a different perspective. Trisha, would you would you pray for us today just that we would seek mm-hmm. wisdom? Absolutely. Dear Heavenly Father, I just come to you and I thank you that when you um, tell us to seek wisdom, to seek you, that you are there. It's not like we even have to hunt very hard. It's not like hide and seek where you're hiding from us. You have given us these riches in your word and in your presence, your Holy Spirit within us. And really, it is that watching and that's waiting and that listening and and having our eyes open to where you are working in our world, Lord. And I pray that you will give us all seeking hearts that we may um, just 
ask you to open our eyes to things that we may just have been looking over, Lord. I pray that you will be real and active in our lives as we seek you today. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, we are sending you off with some daily encouragement to get in the Word and be the hands and feet of Jesus. Again, if you don't have the one-year chronological Bible that we are using, we have links for that in our show notes. You can even find it in the Kindle format. Also in the show notes is a monthly and yearly schedule of the Bible reading plan that we are following. So tomorrow we continue our journey through Proverbs, and we'll be reading Proverbs 11. Proverbs 12, and Proverbs 13. And I want to take a second here to thank the team at Life Audio. You wouldn't be listening to Daily Bible Podcast without their partnership. They're an incredible team that believes in you and believes in uh, God's work in your life. And they've put together a platform and highlighted some amazing podcasts that are going to encourage you in your walk with God today. So go check them out, lifeaudio.com. And we will see you here tomorrow. Bye-bye.